It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 9th and September 10th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, a staff change with the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, plus, we begin our player evaluation series as we'll take a look at two players that had disappointing seasons for very different reasons. One season probably shouldn't be considered disappointing, but it is nonetheless. We'll talk about Evan Fournier and Al Rucamino as we start going through the Magic roster and reviewing how players did this season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on what's going on in the NBA playoffs, whether it's the Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, Denver Nuggets, or LA Clippers, Check out those great podcasts, Locked On Celtics, Locked On Raptors, Locked On Clippers, Locked On Nuggets. Plus, of course, the Miami Heat boo, are in the Eastern Conference Finals. You can, read, you can learn about them more from our pals at Locked On Heat. No matter what team you cheer for, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The taste that we have of Evan Fournier as the season came to a close is a nasty one. To put it frankly, Evan Fournier did not perform in the playoffs. When the chips were down, when the Magic needed him the most, he didn't deliver. It's really quite that simple. 12.8 points per game. 45.6% effective field goal percentage, 34.3% from beyond the arc. It was a frustrating finish. And in games where the Magic felt like they were competitive with the Bucs, when the Magic needed their outside shooting, really their only reliable outside shooter all season, or at least in their starting lineup, he was not there. Plain and simple. There were excuses, legitimate ones actually, Steve Clifford revealed that Evan Fournier, essentially from the time that he came into the bubble, came down with a non-COVID-related illness. And it knocked him out of the final, what, three seeding round games? Uh, Kept him off the court for an entire week. And Steve Clifford even admitted it was, was tough for anyone to get back into rhythm after missing that much time, to be back at the level that the team would need him at. On top of all this, Evan Fournier essentially admitted the same too, saying at one point during the seeding round that he just didn't have his legs under him as he continued to struggle to shoot. 
it was disappointing and frustrating, especially for a lot of fans, frankly, who are ready to move on from Evan Fournier, that see him as somehow holding this team back. Regardless, as much as Nikola Vucevic needed some redemption following last year's postseason, which he largely got, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in this series, Evan Fournier needed that redemption too. And because of the pandemic, because of perhaps that elbow injury that might have been lingering all these months later, because of because of the illness that he suffered inside the campus, Evan Fournier's redemption only got about halfway. Make no mistake about it. Evan Fournier had a fantastic season. Anyone telling you otherwise, anyone saying the Magic were better without Fournier, yeah, they had a nice three games without him. The numbers just do not support you. The Magic are a better team without with, with Evan Fournier. They're a better team with Evan Fournier because no one else on this team could freaking shoot. You look at Fournier's numbers during the regular season. It was a career season for Evan Fournier. 18.5 points per game. 46.7% shooting. 39.9% from beyond the arc. 3.2 assists per game. Fournier carried the Magic. Kept them afloat. Gave them the chance to make the playoffs. And yes, he was slowing down a little bit. He was kind of off that 18.5 points per game pace. But he was still so vital to everything that this team was doing. So vital. The Magic were and are a better team with Evan Fournier. Every metric, every stat certainly suggests it too. He may not be the greatest defender in the world, but his shooting and his playmaking off the dribble, his work in pick and rolls is still, you know, not elite. We're not calling him an elite player, but still very good and certainly better than almost anyone on this Magic team. If there is a fair complaint about Evan Fournier, it's that, yes, sometimes there is a my turn type of style to his play. That sometimes he does force drives into the bat, into the into the paint and toward the rim, uh, and he is good at when he's at the rim, finishing at the rim. But he is not a skilled enough driver to get to the rim consistently. His playmaking is better, but not anywhere near elite. Evan Fournier is unfortunately miscast as a second ball handler. What the Magic need to do better is get him involved in cuts, where he is near elite in the league. He's one of the best scorers off cuts in the league. But unfortunately, the Magic don't have the luxury of using him that way. With only Markel Fultz in that backcourt as a ball handler and you know, Aaron Gordon, not the guy you want to trust so much in pick and rolls, as his numbers in pick and rolls are terrible. Evan Fournier has to be that secondary ball handler. He has to be that playmaker. He has to be that guy who is setting everyone else up. That's the plain truth. That is the reality of this team. And Evan Fournier did that well. Now again, we're not sitting here and saying, no, the Magic don't need to get better, or no, 
that Evan Fournier is a core piece of this team, someone that they should invest in long-term. That is not what's being argued here. For this team to be the best it could be, it asked a lot of Evan Fournier, and he delivered. Some will say, yeah, contract year, all that jazz. You're not completely wrong. I, I don't think the contract year phenomenon is as big as you would think, but this is a guy who came into the season coming off a stellar run at the FIBA World Cup, a dominant run at the FIBA World Cup, leading France to a bronze medal that he was pissed off about. He wanted the gold. He already had his bronze, as he said. He gave that bronze medal away. And so, he expected more of himself, even though he gave a whole lot. The bottom line is, yes, the playoffs matter. And yes, even if Fournier were healthy, I still have questions about whether Fournier could do all the things that he did in the regular season in a playoff series. I still have questions about what kind of role Fournier is ultimately best at. And those questions are legitimate. He is still best as a secondary attacker, coming off of, you know, attacking closeouts. And sometimes, yes, Fournier does slow the pace down too much. Waiting a beat to set up a screen, waiting a beat to attack rather than just going and playing. I think he prefers to play at that kind of wait-and-see pace, which is probably not the pace the Magic need to play at, ultimately. And those questions, those questions about the future are going to be a big, big part of what comes next for Evan Fournier. Of whether the Magic bring him back, how the Magic use him, and what happens this summer and beyond. But this season, just talking about this season, Evan Fournier delivered so much for Orlando. Unfortunately, it was not quite enough. I can tell you one thing that always delivers, though, and that is rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome 
Last summer, the Orlando Magic were in a similar position as they are this summer. Not a lot of cap room and not a lot of ability to add new players. Of course, the difference last summer is they had the decisions with Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross to make as far as free agency goes. But even then, the Magic weren't going to have a ton of cap room to spend even if they brought those guys back. This summer, again, the Orlando Magic will have virtually only the mid-level exception to spend in free agency. So adding new players will have to come through trades. But of course, much of this season, especially as the Magic continued to struggle, was spent debating and asking, did the Magic get the most from their big free agent signing? The Orlando Magic used their mid-level exception on Al Farukamidu. And at first glance, and at every glance, it felt like that move was a bit redundant. The Orlando Magic were adding another defensive-minded, poor-shooting, versatile forward to a team that already had them, that had just drafted one in Chuma Kiki, even though he would sit out the rest of the year. There was an idea there, and it wasn't a bad one, that Orlando needed to make sure they had at least one of Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, or Alfred Gaminu on the floor at all times. That playing against guys like Pascal Siakam or John, Giannis Antetokounmpo required someone who could handle him or at least slow them down one-on-one. You may recall from Game 3 of last year's playoff series that Orlando struggled to defend Pascal Siakam down the stretch. He had 30 points in that game. And while Aaron Gordon locked down Kawhi Leonard, illness or not, Siakam had a field day. And in a game that was decided by five points, Siakam tortured Terrence Ross on the block at the end of that game. With Jonathan Isaac in foul trouble, Ross had no defense against Pascal Siakam. And as the emphasis on those kind of rangy tweener players has grown and grown and grown and their skills have gotten better and better and better, it at least made some sense to make a play for a guy like Aminu. Say what you want about Aminu's offense, and there will be plenty to say here in just a moment. Say what you want about Aminu's offense, but he is a starter-level caliber player, a strong defender, and someone that fit the Magic to a T. The unfortunate part for the Orlando Magic is they never got the chance to see if this idea would actually work. They never got the chance to see whether Aminu could deliver in the way that they expected. What they did see was certainly frustrating and a struggle, no doubt. But it still felt like Orlando could have gotten more and would have gotten more if not for his torn meniscus. Alfred Camino for the year averaged just 4.3 points per game, well below his career averages. Shot 29.1% from the floor and just 25% from beyond the arc. He shot just 13 for 43 on shots within 10 feet of the basket this season. That's 30.2%. He shot 55.8% on such shots in the 2019 season. It was baffling to try and figure out what was wrong with Al Aminu's offense. He was getting the same quality looks, the same quality shots at or near the rim and just unable to finish them. You might be thinking like, okay, that's, that's enough to say that he wasn't good. And certainly he was not good this year. Like, I'm not going to hide that. But there's a little bit more to it. Aminu was a fantastic rebounder. 
was a solid rebounder for this Magic team. Delivered time and time again on the offensive glass, especially. Made a lot of plays to put himself in position to score those easy baskets. He just couldn't finish. And this is a make-or-miss league, obviously. You have to finish. But where Aminu makes his money is on the defensive end. And every defensive metric suggests that Aminu was just as good defensively as advertised and was start and was going to deliver for this Magic team. In his short time on the court, he posted 0.5 defensive win shares and a 1.4 defensive box plus minus. At just 18 games, you stretch those 0.5 over an entire season, his defensive win shares would track to 2.3. That's slightly below his number in Portland. Now again, that number, defensive box plus minus, defensive win shares, don't quite capture everything, and neither does this number. The Magic had their best defensive rating of any individual player on the court than with Alfred Aminu on the floor. Teams know Alfred Aminu is a strong defensive player and someone to avoid. According to statistics by Basketball Index, teams avoided chasing him in isolations. He averaged 1.1 loose ball steals per 75 possessions, a number that put him in the 95th percentile in the league. His 4.7 passing lane steals and deflections per 75 possessions placed him in the 90th percentile. This is a player who was disruptive, who was someone that Coach Clifford trusted to be in the right spot, to make the right play, and to force the deep offense to go away from him, to be aware of where he was because he was going to make plays to stop them. That's the truth. That's the truth about Al Farouk Aminu. He was every bit as good defensively as advertised. Now granted, a lot of this was coming against bench lineups. But you can't sit here and tell me that the Magic could not have used him in the series against the Bucks, or, or throughout the season when Jonathan Isaac went hurt, especially with Aaron Gordon dealing with the injuries that he dealt. His injury certainly had a trickle-down effect throughout the entire roster. But let's not kid ourselves. As good as Al Aminu's defense was, his offense was nowhere near up to par. His defense was not good enough to make up for the lack of offense, the complete lack of offense that he provided this season. And while I am personally optimistic about Al Aminu, he is a 29-year-old coming off of a torn meniscus that had a major setback in his recovery. I do think that the Magic trust him enough and do believe that he will be back. He's not super athletic, obviously. That he will play a big role for this team, especially with Jonathan Isaac out next season. I think the expectation, honestly, I expect him to be an opening day starter for the Orlando Magic. But he's going to have to prove himself offensively that he is ready to carry a little bit more offensive load. He's going to have to prove that he can make those short shots and refine that rhythm or whatever was missing around the basket. And of course, he's going to have to do that while going through an extended recovery from his torn meniscus. Because like Chuma Okiki, Alfred Kuminu has not been able to complete his recovery because he hasn't been able to play basketball, at least competitive basketball, uh, since the pandemic struck, since the league has kind of put restrictions on what players can do um, in their recovery and in the team facilities. Alfred Kuminu has not played basketball or contact basketball in a long time. 
And eventually that's what the magic are going to need. I'm still optimistic about Al Aminu. And I think it's too impossible to hand out a grade or, or say with any definitiveness what Al Aminu was this season. Obviously, 18 games is substantial, but not significant. It's not enough to really give us a good sense of things. There was good, but there was a lot of bad. Bad that does not overcome all of it. We're all sitting in watching the NBA playoffs right now. Obviously, we don't want to go out. Those games start at 6.30. They're so early. Well, relatively early for us. And once the games start, and they'll, they'll slow down a little bit, but once the games start, we are glued to our TV sets. We're not going anywhere. We're not even going to get up and cook for ourselves. And that's why DoorDash is the perfect partner for the NBA playoffs. Don't, don't know what to eat? DoorDash has suggestions. Don't want to get off your couch to order? DoorDash is on your computer or your phone. Don't want to get up to even get the food? Well, you, you got to do that, but they'll bring it right to your door too. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With more than 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your, your, your delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's, lock, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, time to close up shop here for this episode of Locked On Magic. Apologize for the odd posting schedule this week, uh, kind of taking it a little bit easy. But, you know, with the Magic now in the offseason, I may go into offseason mode, probably looking at more three to four episodes per week rather than five, uh, just to kind of slow things down, take care of myself a little bit after the season, uh, of course, as well. Um, but one quick note before we close shop for the day. The Orlando Magic did announce uh, a bit of big news, um, quietly big news, uh, on on Wednesday, the Orlando Magic have officially promoted Lindsey Winninger to the Orlando Magic's high-performance director, replacing David Tenney, who took a position with Austin FC. He's now the high-performance director of the Austin MLS franchise that is uh, set to start play, I believe, in 2022 now. Uh, this is obviously kind of big news. Um, one of the, the Really the first big hire that Jeff Waltman made, after John Hammond, of course, uh, was to bring in David Tenney uh, from the Seattle Sounders. Uh, the idea was to completely revamp the Orlando Magic's kind of health infrastructure and player wellness infrastructure. Uh, and, and Tenney had been kind of widely considered 
to be on sort of the forefront of kind of sports science and performance science uh, when it comes to sports. Um, he was one of the first, he was a very early adopter of the catapult kind of tracking system that the Magic actually used under Rob Hennigan for a little while. Uh, and that, I, I believe, if I'm not, not mistaken, had started a kind of conference to kind of share ideas and, and innovations in the realm of kind of sports science and and performance science uh, when it comes to teams and, and, and what teams could do. Um, so this was a very big hire for the Orlando Magic. It really set the tone for a lot of what they wanted to do. And actually, the, the Orlando Magic have invested more in their kind of performance staff and, and, and that area of things than anywhere else on the roster. And yes, I know the Magic have the fifth highest payroll in the league right now. Um, to say the least, then, this this is a big move to lose someone like Tenny, who, you know, for a long time has kind of been at the forefront of this and really kind of spearheaded things. But Winninger is someone that's definitely, uh, you know, I've seen her around. Um, you know, I, I've seen players interact with her. They Everyone seems to like her. Steve Clifford mentioned her several times uh, when talking about getting ready for the campus setting. And I, I don't think the Magic would have you know, promoted just anyone because this is probably one of the more important positions on the roster or in the staff. You know, the the the, play, the people who are making sure the team, the players stay in peak physical condition and stay ready for what is whether we want to say it or not a an absolutely grueling eighty-two game schedule. And of course, we may not see an eighty-two game schedule uh, next season, maybe not even the year after that. But it is certainly very very grueling to get through an entire basketball season at your absolute best. Uh, in the uh, Winninger joined the team as a physical therapist, um, and then has kind of graduated over the, the the her title now was the uh, director of rehabilitation. So you know she has a big role because the Magic have had their fair share of injuries. Prior to the Magic, Winninger spent time as the head physical therapist for U.S. Ski and Snowboard, including working as the private physical therapist for Olympic alpine skier Lindsey Vaughn. She's been in pro sports world since 2012, treating, treating and returning athletes from injury in the NFL, NHL, MLB, PGA, WTA, MLS, Premier League, U.S. Ski and Snowboard Association, Chinese Basketball Association, and numerous Olympic sports. She's obviously worked with the Magic for a long time, helped get Jonathan Isaac ready to come back to play. Obviously, he had the, the freak knee injury, but ACL tears are completely separate. Um, and she's been obviously helping with the Magic uh, in every way that, that, that she can to keep them healthy and and ready to play uh, as much as they can. I really can't say much more because, you know, we just don't know a lot. Um, you know, I don't think how healthy a team is or how quickly players come back is necessarily a sign of whether someone is doing a good job or not. But it is important to note that this change has been made because this is a very important position for the Magic. And while I don't think we'll know the exact effect or know exactly what impact she will have or what changes she will make because so much of it happens behind the scenes. She is a very important part of the team. She was beforehand and she certainly is now as she tries to lead uh, what is still a very complicated situation with the coronavirus. The NBA is still restricting what teams can do inside their practice facilities and it is the performance director that helps oversee that those protocols are being followed and that everyone stays safe and, and, and again, not only stay safe from the coronavirus, but is able to to practice and do whatever they need to do to stay in shape during this process. That that's also part of her job now is to kind of set those uh, off season workout routines um, as players go off 
to their own devices. I would say welcome to the team, but she's already been on the team, but it is important to note that this change has been made. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, him like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast, your podcast-enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.